As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to episode 226. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, Money Clan, a warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So, Katie, a very happy 2020 to all of our listeners out there. And we've had a quite a busy start to our year already, hence the luck in episodes. Today was my first day back to work, and I have never felt so tired. And I have to go do my exercise after this because I haven't closed my rings yet. So I'm checking along. It's yeah. been hectic. So we've got a couple of announcements to make on our own personal finances side. And we really just want to say a very big thanks to all of our listeners at this point. And we want to just say that we wish all the best for you in the new year. All right, Katie, we to dive right in. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So let's pop the... I'm trying to think of the expression. Top? Top off the can. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. It has been a long year already. Anyway, so let's just dive right into it and let's see what's been going on so far. So since we recorded a podcast last time, we've Which made- it's been admittedly a while. A hot minute. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. So- um, so I think still one of the last episodes was just before Christmas, if I remember correctly. Right. And since then- a lot has happened. So do you want to sort of give us the breakdown? Sure. So for the past few months, we have, and by we have, I mean, you and I have been going back and forth because we're in a bit of a conundrum as to where we are going to live and what decisions we are going to make because my family is in Florida but we have great jobs up here and we were really feeling torn because our jobs are great. We're both really happy here, but you know, 
you miss family. And you when you're living far away, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. You miss, like, the little things. You miss, you know— weekend dinners and barbecues and birthday parties and going to family soccer games for little kids and everything. So we miss all that. So we've really been weighing up our options. And then we got some really great news with your job that you had gotten a bit of a promotion, something that, you know, was pretty hard to walk away from. And we had talked to one of my good girlfriends a while ago and she said, you know, you might say that you're moving to Florida, but everybody has a number. And we were like, no, no, we're going to go to Florida. Right. And as it turns out, well, boy, isn't she right? <laughs> it is true. So we've decided that we want to stay in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously remain here and sort of start establishing a bit more roots. So we sort of had a bit of a discussion with your mom. Which and- was hard. Yeah, it, it was it was tricky because, you know, like we we wanted to go back to Florida, but also stuff's going so well in DC. So it's like, what do you do? You know, you have to sort of pick and choose what you want to do. And you and I were kind of like, stuff's going so well here. We kind of want to stay, but, you know, we still feel the pressure from family. And that, that, that's a reality that we have to face. And a lot of people are in very similar situations, having to sort of weigh up costs and benefits. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong decision. Both have their pros and their cons. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we decided we wanted to stay in DC. Yes. And we sort of had a conversation with your mom about it. And that was when she was here. She was visiting right before Christmas. Right. And I am super grateful to my family because I have a small family, my mom and my brother, and then my brother's family. But they're very logical about it. You know, we get it. We wish you could come back, but we understand that right now is not the time. And we'll just make a plan to make more visits and everything. So we went through that whole thing. And... Like we said, it was difficult. But then once my family had accepted it and kind of given their blessing, uh, well, now we needed a place to live because our lease is up March, mid-March. March 18th, yeah. And after, like on March 19th, we were sleeping on the side of the road if we didn't make a plan. Yeah, and just on that, we had an option to renew the lease, obviously. But, you know, we're tired of paying rent and, you know, it's really expensive. And I mean, living so close to, you know, the city center, you pay an arm and a leg for location. Well, and on top of that, more so, like we both want to be able to put our arms out and not touch each other. Because living in a small apartment gets a little bit cramped. Yeah, so we live in about, is it 600 square feet? So pretty small, simple little one-bedroom apartment, pay an absolute fortune for it. An arm and a leg. Yeah, but you know, like we kind of decided, you know, like we do need to find somewhere else to live. So we had the conversation when your mom was here and, you know, she ended up leaving on Christmas Eve and it was first thing in the morning, like literally... Um, like I think it was like a 6 a.m. flight or something. So we woke up early to get her to the airport and everything. And we dropped her off and we came home and we jumped onto Zillow, the 
property searching app. Mm-hmm. And we started browsing around and looking at a couple of places and sending off a couple of inquiries to try and find somewhere to live. And this is on Christmas Eve. So we're definitely not planning on going to look at anything for a couple of days. Yeah, we kind of thought that, you know, it's pretty much shut down at this point. It's the end of the year. Everyone's away. And we sent a whole bunch of inquiries, like thinking that we'd hear back from people sort of after Christmas break. And lo and behold, an agent phones us up and he says, hey, um, I'm available right now if you guys want to see the house. So we were like, well, you know, we got nothing else to do today. So we may as well jump on it and go and check out the house. And we loved it. Yeah. So so before I know what somebody out there listening, they're shaking their head and they're thinking, oh my goodness, these two put an offer in on their first house that they ever saw. And they always harp about their 72 hour rule. And their 72 hour rule is to like sit on it, think about it, weigh up your pros and your cons and everything. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that we did not do that at all for this. No, we didn't. Which we did beat ourselves up over a little bit in the beginning, initially. We did. So to sort of catch everyone up. So we put an offer in um, after going backwards and forwards and, you know, really looking on Zillow and seeing what else was really available at our price points. And this house was, well, I mean, it's a lot of money, but... In this area, it's not. You know, Mm -hmm. just property is super duper expensive. So this house was sort of at the lower end of our price points. So we didn't feel that we were stretching too much, Mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of money. So um, given the fact that there are not many homes available that are in a decent condition at that price point, we were kind of like, well, what do we do? Do we... Do we wait? Do we not wait? And, you know, we basically decided that it was a good idea to put an offer in and, and we did an outrageous offer. You know, we we offered like $25,000 less. less than the asking price. Mm-hmm. And we said that we, we want the seller to pay closing costs. Right. So before you get into all the technical money side of this, uh, because it is a big purchase and you do need to, you know, put some thought into what you're, you know, getting yourself into, yes, we looked at one house and yes, we made an offer on it. But when we were talking about it, I told you, Dennis, that most people, when they put an offer in on the house, the first offer they put in, it gets rejected anyway. So we might as well put an offer in and, you know, get the rejection letter out of the way. And it was an outrageous offer, like yeah. 25000 less the, the asking price is a lot of money. And it's a competitive market here. So we definitely did not think that we were going to get the house. However, we had beforehand looked at lots of pictures for a couple of days because we were looking at houses in Florida. We were looking at houses here. So we had seen a lot of pictures and we had a really firm set idea of what we wanted yeah, and like also our price points as well. We knew what we could afford and we were quite strict about wanting to stick within that range. Absolutely. So before we tell you what happened with the offer, we're just going to take a very small break and say a very big thanks to our sponsors. So then the hardest part of the whole coronavirus pandemic is having to rearrange how your life is going to look semi-normal from now on for the foreseeable future. And a big part of that is just going out and doing little things that you took advantage of before, like 
doing your errands and going to the post office. And, you know, now everybody is so consumed with keeping six plus feet apart from each other and not touching anything. It's really stressful. Yeah, Kate. And that's why we're so happy that we've teamed up with stamps.com because they bring everything the post office can do to your personal computer. You're able to send packages, you know, do everything that you would ordinarily do. And it's right from the convenience of your computer. And Kate, the best part about it as well is you can actually save money on what you would have paid had you have gone to the post office. Like as an example, you can save up to 40% on shipping. So basically what I'm hearing you say is with stamps.com, I can mail all my packages from home for cheaper and not worry about having to get sick. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's such a win. And if you guys would like to get access to a four week trial plus a scale shipped right to you, you can take advantage of that offer by heading on over to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in chain of wealth, one word. So you'll get access to a four week trial plus a free scale. And that's without any long-term commitment. That's stamps.com, enter chain of wealth. It's definitely a no brainer if you're running a small business. For sure. All right, Kate. So we've put the offer in. And we put the what? offer in on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And it, what? It was about three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So, you know, we're thinking, okay, well, this is a long shot. We're being super, it's quite a bold move. And what happens is the seller comes back to us almost immediately and they say, no, your offer is ridiculous. And, you know, we're not interested. But if you're willing to come up to our asking price, we will be willing to pay all the closing costs. And with that, you know, we did some negotiation a bit back and forth, but that is the arrangement that we had. And then, you know, we, once the acceptance had been, you know, signed and the con- we were now officially like under contract, Rod. then came the fun part, which was finding the lender. Right. And go, go for it then. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, Kate, I'm not actually going to go for it this episode. I'm going to make everyone wait until we do an episode just on finding a lender because I think that that would be more appropriate. And (laughs) there's a lot of stuff to consider, you know. So given that we're still quite short on time, I don't think that's a great idea. But we will say that, you know, once we were under contract, um, you know, there's a lot of other contingencies that sort of come in place. And, you know, one of them was you got to get your home inspection. The other one is that, you know, based on whatever happens in the home inspection, you can then start like negotiating again. After that, there's also a radon test and all sorts of other things. So, And all kinds of different tests depending on where you live. Because when I bought my house in Florida, radon was not such a huge thing, but other things were. So when you're buying a home, especially if it's a home that you're going to be living in and you're new to the area, ask the people around you, your coworkers, your neighbors, you know, random people that you just kind of meet that, you know, seem like they're pretty together. Ask them what's going on because I would have never known to ask about that radon test if I hadn't just talked to a girl at work who was also buying a house and she got a radon test and her house failed. Right. 
Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, long story short, I think doing all your pre-work as well and like the home inspection, I think was a critical piece. So the home inspection finished, what, about just over a week ago? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the results came back and, you know, like our Redditor sort of pushed stuff under the carpet and was like, oh, this is a small thing. This is a small thing. This is a small thing. And just on that, like we decided we weren't going to go with the inspection company that the Redditor recommended just because, you know, we decided we were rather going to be a bit more proactive and a bit more objective. Was it objective or subjective? I'm pretty sure it's objective. You have an objective point of view. Anyway, so we had an independent view and someone else that could come in and sort of look at the property and give us a fair estimate as to what he thought needed to be done. So I have a question for you because this is your first time going through home buying. Right. What are some of the big like, wow, I was not really prepared for this and some of the things that you've really taken away thus far. We haven't gone to closing or anything. So we're kind of like halfway. So what have you kind of picked up on? Well, Kate, I would have to say that I think that doing the home inspection is a critical piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people, especially in competitive markets, sort of forego their home inspection because they just want to get to closing and they want to buy the property. But it's really important. And, you know, just chatting about our home inspection, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff and our Redditor was like, no, 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 don't worry. It's fine. These are all small things. Um, ask and for- they were not. And ask for only the things, well, some of them were, some of them weren't. But he was like, ask for the things that you really want them to fix, like at a minimum. And we put down a big list and he said, are you being serious? Like all these items? And we were like, yeah, we are being serious. You know, it's important to us that we have a functioning home. The electrics are good. We know that there's no water damage. We know that the chimney's being swept, like all all that kind of stuff to sort of make sure that the house is in good condition. So can I back? pedal for a second. Sure. So basically what you're saying is once the inspection comes back and all these things have happened, then you can negotiate with the seller as to what needs to be corrected. Right. So Okay. And that's what we did. Yeah. So what we did is we had a look at these things. We were like, oh, we want the following 15 items fixed. A lot of them were small, one or two were big. And the seller came back and they said, absolutely no way. We're not fixing this. We'll give you a thousand dollars. And we said, and we said, no way, we said, Jose. no way, a thousand bucks to fix all these 15 items. It's like at least $200 to just call someone out, you know, before right. they've done anything. So we said, no, we want five grand. And, you know, that five grand, we sort of like literally guessed and we were like, oh, well, based on the things we saw, we think it'll cost about this. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that much. And, you know, that was kind of like our point that we were like, mm, five grand more or less. So we then, we, we then were like, hmm, well, what do we think is going to happen here? So I'll, I spoke to Kate and I was like, I don't think that the seller is going to agree unless we have something in, in paper to say this is worth more money. And the seller was like, no, we, we had an independent contractor do this and we know it's this much. And they had like an hour and a half, maybe two hours to reply. So there's no way they could have gotten a fair independent quote. And lucky for us, the inspection company offers a quotation service that they use another company and you get a, a discounted rate and they come out and they give you a quote on what it'll cost to replace or repair all the things. Right. And, you know, the, the quote came back and it was like $16,000, which, you know, is a huge amount of money. But not all those things are what we care about. We want fixed. And look, it's an older home. 
it's built in the 50s. So we kind of cherry picked and we were like, okay, well, what are the things we asked for and how much would it cost based on this independent quote? And we added it up and it came roughly to about $5,000. Right. So we got lucky there. Yeah, we did get lucky. So we <laughs> took that document and submitted it to the seller and we were like, hey, this is like how much it would reasonably cost us to make these fixes. And the seller then agreed and they said, you know what, that's fine. We will give you a credit for $5,000 over and above paying the closing costs, which really is a lot of money. And we'll be able to, you know, take that and apply it the way we want to apply it. So we'll chat about this in another episode when we talk about financing the house, but we effectively bought down the rates, which made our interest payments less. Right. So the big takeaway that I have, I knew going into it and then everything, it just reinforces it for me is everything is power to negotiation. You can negotiate anything when buying a house. Like you said, we were talking to them about, you know, how much you're actually going to pay for the house, the closing costs, will you pay for it? Well, you know, we can't pay for it. And, you know, you always want to, my motto in negotiating, and I'm not a coach or anything, but I have gotten pretty good at negotiating in the last few years, is I ask for something completely outrageous. And I do that to allow room for the other person to counter offer. Right, that or, makes sense. Or counter negotiate. And I was talking to um, a friend the other day about it, and they go, well, you know, what if I offer my tutoring services for you know, $75, you know, I don't think my tutoring services are worth that. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Your time, you went to school, you got the education. If they don't know to counter offer and say, I'll pay you 50, then that's fair for you. Like, good for you. You get an extra $25 an hour. Right. So I think people, and it happens a lot of time in buying a house because people are a little bit intimidated. You're filling out thousands of papers and you're signing your name to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and it is intimidating and they forget to negotiate and if you want something there's only one way to get it and you gotta ask for it so even if you are thinking that is ridiculous having them pay all their closing costs or having them pay for this or do you know a home warranty it's not gonna hurt to ask yeah Kate Jennifer, the biggest takeaway that I probably have is you are always in a position to ask. And the worst they can say is no. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you can try your best to negotiate, but I think having some sort of evidence and proof of something, like us having that piece of paper, saying that it was over 16 grand worth of repairs that needed to be, to be done, that's a powerful thing. And I think that, you know, using something like that is very great as leverage. Right, me too. Well, Kate, I think that's just about it for this episode. So just in sort of closing, we want to wish everyone a very, very happy and prosperous 2020. Excited to be back on the airwaves. And we will catch you guys next time yeah, on another sure. episode of Chain of Wealth. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.